identified as the birthplace of democracy, philosophy, and the Olympic Games, Greece, also known as the Hellenic Republic, is a country rich in history, culture, food, and dances as there are over 4,000 different traditional dances. With over 6,000 different islands and 80% of the country covered in mountains, Greece contains an extremely diverse landscape attracting more tourists than there are citizens living in the country. My friend Ariadne and I had an amazing discussion talking about her home country of Greece. Ariadne is a very driven teenager who wants to make a change in society. She briefly explained how she is trying to make a difference in the makeup industry by creating Earthlips, a woman-owned company that creates high-quality, sustainable, cruelty-free lipstick with a vegan formula. We also discussed the social issues that are prevalent in Greece and about the power that technology has on society. As Ariadne and I are both high school students, we even talked about how tiring a long school day can be and how comforting it is to arrive home and seeing your favorite food prepared waiting for you at the table. Ariadne proposes that people must create more online campaigns and events in society to attract people and help them inform their friends about the causes we need to support, allowing peace to spread from person to person. I would try to like organize some events in my school and inform more people at least in my psyche and thereby these people maybe would inform their friends and it would start like spreading around so it would steadily spread around to other people, other schools, other cities, so on. Hello everybody, you are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. Uh, my name is Ariane. I am 16 years old and I am from Athens, Greece. What social issues are most prevalent in Greece? So recently there has been an increase in sexual abuse cases in Greece, especially with girls. So there have been many such cases in an extreme like extent because about two days ago I saw like an article regarding a girl that was 14 years old and she was abused by a 34 years old man and like new year's party which is truly extreme to be honest and it's kind of scary so it's like an incident that has been increasing in the past years last year we had some incidents like with not only sexual abuse but actually men killing women about two cases which was very scary because like there was this couple the husband killed the wife and he just planted the whole scenery so that it looked like it was someone inserted their house and it was like a robbery. Eventually, he just confessed that he did it. So, you know, scary minds, they just come up with anything to cover up. So, yeah, I think that's the most important current social issue in Greece. Except from that, like, I think that racism has decreased in the past years because we have many refugees, like, coming in the country. And I think, personally at least, uh, I have gotten used to it and I'm actually very okay with meeting people from other countries and interacting with them. It's even better for our culture to meet more people and maybe further enhance it by adding their traditions as well. Homophobia is an issue that takes place but it's not an extremist extent, at least from my viewpoint. I haven't experienced any like 
uh, crazy events. Yeah, maybe for some other persons, viewpoint viewpoint might be different. However, I think that we're in a good place right now with this issue. As a culture, Greeks are trying to adapt to these practices because it was not something that happened a lot before. Like we had very specific cases and they were showcased as something different. However, now I think that it's something more simplified and more into our everyday life. So uh, it's perceived very positively in my opinion. You're referring to the, like all the social issues because you gave me a lot to unpack, you know, talking about, talking about like the sexism and the femicide and like the, how racism is kind of decreased in Greece and then like the homophobia that is kind of present. Well, I want to go back to the sexism because that seems like a really big issue still. Would you say that that type of like hierarchy of men against women, would you say that was present because of like the religious values or like the religious upbringing of the country? Not at all. I think actually our religion is Christianity, so it doesn't have any such values for and principles from what I know of. I haven't experienced any such events at least. I don't think that it has to do with religion or with like how our country perceives women. In my opinion, we are in a very good state regarding that. I, as a, as a woman, I'm a young woman, of course. However, I'm not feeling perceived like negatively from men in any way. Adult women that I have interacted with have experienced such events. It's just some specific cases, which were 15, I think may be 16 right now during the past few years that were kind of scary, but I am trying to stay positive. And I think that it, it's a situation that is going to improve because we're, we just live in a society that we have to be equal. And I do not perceive these issues like a form of sexism, but it seems more like issues, personal issues of like couples or maybe each person that conducts this kind of incident that because it's just crazy it's just that it has been occurring like more than one case in the past few years so that's why i mentioned it because it's something extreme yes definitely that's something extreme i'm just curious now as a young woman do you feel safe walking around at night in around athens or not really yeah to be completely honest i have never been given like a reason not although i see these things on the news at least in the areas that i usually go for walks around etc and even in this in the city center because i go there as well i'd not feel that like i'm not safe well i will probably be surrounded by people of course because mm-hmm. i won't go alone most likely i will go with my friends or family however it's most cases i believe have happened from people that they they have actually interacted with or else they're just extreme cases that i'm just hoping i won't come upfront with yeah okay okay that makes sense i want to go to the racism a little bit like when you were talking about racism when it was like a little more prevalent in greece would you say that racism was towards like turkish people arabs black people turkish people i don't think so arabs not even maybe a little to people of darker color or else to people coming from near countries from that are refugees because of wars because of not great like living conditions in their countries that may have some issues some not issues some um, trouble with learning the language and that it can be 
heard in their accent so mm. that may have been something that someone would have made fun of however I don't believe that it's so I don't believe that it's an, uh, an event that takes place that much right now I cannot mm. ensure that it does not play, take place at all however I believe that it has uh, improved and I am positive that as a country we're trying to surpass the phase that we are not open to that and that we are open to more different cultures inserted in our uh, country Nice. Okay. Okay. That's cool. All right. So I guess I'll move on to the next question. Do you think there's a shift in perspective in young people or do young people still think these social issues are valid? No, I think that certainly there is a shift from young people. I believe that young people, because of uh, social media, are actually much more informed than older ones because they are open to a wide range of information that people were not before. So they can actually understand many social issues and many things about society and many things about the environment and many things about everything that is happening all around the world and now they can compare like information they can be inspired by maybe things that other countries are doing to like protest for their the causes they want to support so I believe that the younger generation is more open to like raising their voice for what they want. I think that uh, social media and technology has made a true impact on this shift and yeah, the younger generation. Yes, I definitely agree. It's so funny how ev- almost every single person I've interviewed from like countries all over the world, all of them have said social media has been such a help for us to like start advocating for more for like less conflict and you know trying to have a shift in perspective i think it's crazy the power of social media and technology yeah because like i think that most teenagers are very active in social media and they truly strive for the causes that they want to support through it or otherwise if they do not do so by their personal account they may create like other accounts to support specific causes or maybe they're given the opportunity to create their own projects online. So that's great because they can strive for any cause that they they like. And except from that, they have the opportunity to like organize events and then uh, give the opportunity to other people to attend it because they are able to share it online and the world will the world will get, will get around by everyone's account. So that's very interesting because that's how yeah. projects are organized. And we had like some protests regarding climate change around November, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that young people are make are trying to like maintain their presence and make that uh, and make sure that they are heard and they are doing everything to do so. Exactly. And you were talking about these projects that like young people are doing. Shout out to Earthlips. Yeah. If you don't, if, if for anyone great. listening who doesn't know, Earthlips is Ariadne's project. Earthlips is a, a woman-owned sustainable uh, company which produces uh, vegan, cruelty-free, zero-waste lipsticks, refillable lipsticks, actually. So, considering the fact that uh, the beauty industry produces over 100 billion tons of waste every year, my friends Stephanie and I decided to make a change because we're teenagers who experiment with makeup and so we decided to create a specific formula that is vegan and pretty free and a specific like container that is refillable and sustainable to create the lipstick that will not have a negative impact on the environment. Period. (laughs) Next question. Do you keep up with politics and government in Greece? Yeah, I try to do so. However, because I do not watch a lot of TV, to be completely honest. So 
I did not watch the news on the TV. I try to stay updated by like subscribing in magazines or newspapers and like receive emails regarding daily updates to be informed regarding what ha- what's happening um, every day. Otherwise, I try to, tr- to read the newspaper sometimes. However, I prefer to do so online because of like sustainable reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I get that. Well, you kind of answered my next question. How do you get your information? So I'm guessing, so like you get it from like online articles? Mostly, um, there are many different like valid resources online that can provide you with the daily news. So it's just a matter of, uh, being able to recognize which one of them are are actually valid and which ones are not. So if you have the opportunity, if you have the ability actually to do so, I think that you may find any news that you would like. You you can learn anything you'd like online. Right. Yeah. Totally. Sometimes you can learn too much. But anyways, <laughs> basically, when you're looking at these articles, do you ever try to find two different sources that are opposites or like have opposing perspectives to try and see a middle ground or see what what are the facts compared to like bias? Yeah, so I'm not sure whether they will have they will have like opposite perspectives. However, I will try to find like two different articles so that I can compare the information and make sure that they have like some common ground so that they are actually valid. I do not usually see like truly opposing positions in articles. However, that may be the case in. Uh, and some kinds of uh, articles and different newspapers. So it's good to like compare two or three different articles on the same topic to ensure the validity of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's just like, at least here in the US, political parties are so divided. You'll hear one thing and then the other one's going to be like, no, no, that's not true. They didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that there's a noticeable censorship in Greece? Like when you're learning about these information? I do not believe that there is such an issue. At least I'm not aware of uh, anything. However, if there was, I would know about it. So I don't think that there's any kind of censorship in Greece. Do you have a lot of friends from different countries or have you met a lot of people from different countries? Well, to be completely honest, because of the COVID-like conditions, although actually I've met many people from all around the world, but I've met them virtually. So I th- I can say that I have somewhat met them, but I cannot say like I can ensure how everyone's living and, and everything because I have not had the opportunity to meet them in person, unfortunately. I have met many people from MUN and from like entrepreneurship competitions like Diamond or Junior Achievement. I have had many chances to meet uh, people from all around the world. However, unfortunately, they were virtual, which it's, it's very sad, but what can we do? Wear a mask and get vaccinated, I guess. <laughs> So like life can go back to normal and we can like travel, you know? Well, I'm curious, these people that you've met, are they mostly from other parts of Europe or are they from like even in North America and Asia, like all over the world? Actually, I think that they're from all over the world. Like for Taiwan, for MUN, I've met people from Europe. I've met people from the US as well. In the Junior Achievement Project they did, we were collaborating with some people from Nigeria in Diamond Challenge had the opportunity to like interact with more people from the US since it's an American competition. So in every different thing I'm doing, I made, I guess, 
people from all around the world, maybe from different regions and edge thing. Nice, nice. When you meet these people, do you see more similarities or differences? I am not sure whether I can actually compare it. I think that the only way in which I could compare it would be like from visiting the countries, which I have done in some cases. Like I have visited, for example, Spain and Italy recently, which I find I find to have very similar cultures with the Greek one. I have also visited the US before the COVID situation. I believe that the US uh, has a very different culture from the Greek one. However, not in a negative way. It's just very different from what we're used to, I think. So yeah, I think that I can only compare them if I meet the people in person or if I visit their countries. I think that that would be a more like realistic representation of how of the differences or the similarities that there are. Yeah, I get that. I get. Do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict in Greece? Like, do you see people go out and protest? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, I see people protesting, especially regarding like climate change issues. I see a lot of like online campaigns regarding like sexual abuse or sexism or advocating for human rights overall, not only in Greece, but in the whole wide world for issues that occur like even in the US and other countries of Europe because of, we have a very like active online presence and therefore online campaigns are a way in which we advocate. You may see some protests, however, they have been limited due to COVID constraints. Yeah, absolutely. COVID has definitely affected it. However, I'm thinking back to 2020 in like June when the Black Lives Matter movement was at such a high peak. Did yeah. Greece, were there a lot of, were there any Black Lives Matter protests in Greece? There were many online campaigns. I remember me myself posting and many of my friends like reposting things to support the cause. But I do not believe that there has been a specific protest due to the fact that the U.S. is like very far away from our country. However, we... Since we are informed about the situation due to globalization and like social media and everything, we make sure to keep an active online presence and support causes. That's really good to hear. My last question about the peace and conflict is, how can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in Greece? Personally, I believe that people, as I mentioned, from like social media and online can, of course, like spread awareness. But other than that, personally, I would like try to, if I wanted to support a specific cause, I would try to like organize some events in my school and inform more people, at least in my psyche. And thereby these people maybe would inform their friends and it would start like spreading around. Awareness would start uh, spreading around in that way. Except from that, I would try to organize like an online campaign or if like the COVID-19 situation allowed it, And maybe we could also organize a protest to raise awareness. Yeah, I think that those are the main ways to do so. Organizing protests to raise awareness and posting information on social media, you'd say are the best options to help raise awareness? And except from that, if you want to start locally or from your closer psyche, I would also encourage raising awareness throughout your school, throughout your friends, thereby these people would probably spread it around even more. So it would steadily spread around to other people, other schools, other cities, so on. Now that is a virus that I support. (laughs) Thinking about it, how like 
COVID-19 just spread so quickly, like from city to city, country to country, continent to continent. Imagine if we could do that with raising awareness for peace and less conflict. That'd be amazing. Okay, so we're at the halfway mark. Now these are the questions about the food. What are some of the most popular dishes in Greece? Would you say that there's a national dish? There are three that come to mind. They're not national dishes, but I would say that they're like the most well-known of the Greek ones. The first is souvlaki because like everyone knows about souvlaki it's you can see it all around other countries and like they're selling it as greek souvlaki but it's not authentic like i remember even when i came in the u.s like in new york city in the streets they would sell like gyros and souvlaki which was really interesting to see as a greek person so yeah souvlaki is like pieces of meat on how can on a piece of like a skewer uh, like Yes, uh, so it's pieces of meat on the skewer. Many times, it can it, the skewer can be removed and it can be inserted in a pie, which it is like wrapped around, and you can put potatoes sauce inside. So that's called tilikto. And there, you can either add like souvlaki or gyros, as I mentioned before, which is another like type of meat which you put like in in Greek tavernes, which are like the traditional restaurants. You can see you can select like any type of meat that can be. They're both known, like gyros and souvlaki. That's why I mentioned it as well. The second dish is moussakas, which is, it, it has like eggplant, minced meat and potatoes. More likely, there can be like some additions to that regarding on the region. Uh, however, that's the main dish. It's not my, one of my personal fa favorites, to be completely honest. I prefer the other two, but I know that it's a very well-known like Greek dish, so I had to mention it. <laughs> okay, and the third one is pasticcio. I think that <laughs> you have made the related post uh, sometime, <laughs> which is my personal favorite, to be completely honest. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> uh, pasticcio has pasta, and it has minced meat. It can be pork or it can be any other type of meat. It's just minced so that it can be eaten with pasta. And it has a sauce, which is made from cheese and butter and it's very creamy. So it adds a different spice to like uh, the regular pasta and minced meat plate. I haven't eaten breakfast yet. So you just made me even more hungry. So thank you for that, I guess. <laughs> What is your favorite dish? I think I mentioned it earlier. It's uh, pasticcio from the Greek ones because I really like pasta and it gives it like a different spice. So like is really nice as well if you are like running and you want something like quick to eat. Um, uh, or maybe with your friends when you go out like and want to have like not like a snack, but something easy, as I mentioned before. My favorite dish that my mom or my grandma makes me is pasticcio. You know, Yaya's coming with the best pasticcio. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, do you have a special dish or family recipe that gives you good memories? And my family, we really like eating fish. So every Sunday, we would probably go either like make fish in the, in the barbecue or um go somewhere and eat fish i remember in the summers we usually go to Halkiviki, and there my grandma would make us fish in the barbecue it was great and because we're near the sea there are many like restaurants tavernas which sell like seafood so that's very common in greece as well during summer i would always like add seafood next to the sea so that's an amazing memory to have because 
I always remember when summer used to be like that. It's a dish, if you can say the dish, like fish and like seafood. It's something that in my family we eat a lot, like especially on Sundays. We can say that it has many like health benefits. So it's uh, something that combined with the fact that we live near the sea and it's something that you enjoy since it's seafood. It's, yeah, I have many great memories with it. Um, Except from that, like from a traditional Greek food, I would select like pastiche because as I told you, it's my favorite one. I just like have memories from both my mom and my grandma making it for me. When I, when I, whenever I visit Saloniki, which is where my grandma is, or here in Greece after school, when I come back home and my mom has pasticcered for me, like it's one of the days when you say, Oh, great, I have great food once I get home. So thank God, because I had a very tiring day in school. Exactly. Yes, yes, totally. And especially right, like even now, I feel like COVID made school like even more exhausting. Like I remember in ninth grade, before like, lockdown started i would have school and then sports practice and then i'd come back home and i'd be like yeah let's go i can do i'm gonna like just get everything done oh my god what a long day that was <laughs> that happened today because i had exams like last week and we only went to school about for about two hours to take the exam and then we returned home and now i had a full day after like the three weeks the two weeks vacation and then the exam week and it was just so tiring. You couldn't expect that it would last so long. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? If there's pasticcio back home, then it's going to be okay. Everything <laughs> yeah. will be fine. Does your family make any dishes differently than other Greek families? Like, do you guys add something to the, like, souvlaki or, like, pasticcio compared to others that, like, they wouldn't add that? I'm not so sure about it, to be completely honest. I know that from everywhere, like, I have tasted pasticcio, it's, it's always different. Like, my mother makes it different, my grandmother makes it different, and it's it just had, it has its own spice, I believe, that every different, like, uh, person that is making it they add their own like uh, flavor, let's say. So my family may not be doing something specific, like differently. However, I believe that there is something that there that each person that is like cooking is may adding their own spices or like maybe a different ingredient that will like somewhat enhance the pasticcio taste yeah i get that i get that now who makes a better pasticcio your mom and your grandmother oh that's a very hard one i mean both yeah both because i really like them and they're different so i cannot compare them that's you don't want to you don't want to say your grandmother because if your mom heard that then she would kill you <laughs> isn't that <laughs> yeah i figured i figured yeah yeah always makes the best food let me just say all right okay what is a dish from your country that like when i traveled there i can't miss i mean I think it's the three that I have already mentioned. Uh, but in different occasions, I would, when you return from the airport and you're like in a hurry and you want to go to uh, your hotel and just relax, then I would just take a black and go to the hotel. If you want to actually go it in a restaurant or in a taverna, most likely, because these are the restaurants that offer traditional food, I would take either pasticcio or moussaka. If you're like in an island or near the sea, I would suggest it in seafood. Is there like a specific island in Greece that has better seafood than the other? Or would you say it's all the same? It is not all the same. However, I cannot like distinguish one from the other. I have like some specific islands that are my favorite ones, but they're for different reasons. This may include their like uh, food and their dishes. However, 
like I, I cannot distinguish one specific that has the best seafood. Right. Okay. I get that. I get that. All right. Um, what does food mean for Greek culture? Like, would you say that food is important? Yeah, I believe that food is important and maybe that it is a sign of, uh, you know, caring for one another. What I have noticed is that, you know, people think that it's a great gesture when you're making them the table and you're serving them, you're preparing like food for them or when you take them out for dinner. Overall, or when, as you said, your grandma has made food for you or your mom is waiting for with food for you from when you return to school so I think that overall as a country we we perceive like food as a very kind gesture of like caring for one another definitely and well I guess I'm just curious you were talking about mom and grandma would you say that Greece is a country that is like very family oriented yeah I think so I think that Greek people really value their families and uh, at least from my perspective even though we may be in different regions because like as I told you I live in Athens while my grandma and some other of my relatives live in Thessaloniki like we always go there and visit them because family is very important and even if you cannot you are not seeing them every day like you always call them you make some video calls and you ensure that communication is there and that for us, for example, every holiday we go to Salamik and we visit our families. It's very important for us to like keep great communication and show to each other that we care even though there is some distance between us. Keeping those connections within family, I feel like is so important. What dish or food gives you a sense of home? That's a hard one. Well, for me, I'm not sure if food is what gives me a sense of home. I'm used to all kinds of dishes. Uh, I have some favorite ones, but I'm used to having like many different kinds of dishes. It's more like the people that you see and the people that make the food that make me feel like home, if you understand what I'm saying. I think I do. So let's say somebody makes you, somebody makes you souvlaki and then it's really good, but like you don't care about the person as much. And then the other person makes a souvlaki and then like you care about them more. And it's like, like you would, you would, that would be more comforting for you. Yes. However, something that I did not mention is that usually that's not always the case, but it's most of the times you take souvlaki out of specific like um of like food shops that are called like now I will yeah maybe or like some specific like food shops that sell uh souvlaki and gyros and pilikta um so it's more common to buy them from outside than make them home Hmm. or if you make them home or like mostly when you like uh make a barbecue or something gotcha okay what you said would occur would uh, apply if it were like another dish, but yeah, I believe that if as a person that you care for um serves you serves you the dish, then it has the it has doubly the meaning for you. That's so adorable. Now I think about it. I have two more questions overall. Let's say somebody was <laughs> going to Greece, or heck, let's say I'm going to Greece. Where would you recommend me to go? Okay, so I would recommend that you stay here for about a week so that you have the opportunity to visit like more than one place. Because I believe that if you make such a distance, then you should stay for a while and you should visit like different regions of Greece. I would suggest like to begin with you visit Athens, like the more touristic areas to see the Acropolis and Likavitos and 
the sites that are more like touristic in Greece, but they are worth seeing. Then I would suggest that you visit two islands. I would say Crete because it's a very big island. I actually read an article about Crete recently. It is said to have like everything that you need for vacation because it has great food. It has great seas, like amazing waters. You will have the opportunity to like interact with local people as well, which might be interesting for someone that is not Greek like you. And finally, I would suggest either one of my favorite islands, which is Tia. It's a like small island, but it has amazing seas. And personally, I really like the people and the food. So it's an island that have that I have been going from when I was young and I, I really enjoy my time there. Or I would suggest uh, Haikiviki, which is not an island. It's a region near Thessaloniki, where uh, Haikiviki is near the sea. So you will have the opportunity to swim and to try out their local foods, which may be a great opportunity for seafood, especially since you'll be near the sea. For like three or four places I would suggest is Athens and Crete, which is a small island. So if you'd not like like very small islands, maybe you could instead of there go to Haikiviki. That sounds like a solid itinerary, you know, going to Athens. Crete, Thessaloniki, sounds like so much fun. I guess everyone views Mykonos as like the best place to go in Greece. Like, what are your thoughts on Mykonos? To be completely honest, I was very small when I visited Mykonos. I intend to do so. However, it's, I I believe that it's an island that is worth visiting when you're like about 20, 22 with your friends. It's like a more like friend vacation than family vacation. Another island that is very common, like for like, uh, vacation in around our age for like more most like teen kids or even like adults from 18 to 20 it's Paros Island which is like the second Mykonos that's what they call it because it has a nightlife and it has great beaches where many young people gather so it's a great like opportunity to interact with more people in your age yeah it's so funny because when my mom went to Greece she said Naxos and Paros were her two favorite places yeah I actually visited Paros uh when I was like six years old and I revisited last year with some family members and some friends and it was great it was a great island yeah that's amazing okay so I have my last question about everything I want you to imagine that you meet someone that has never heard of Greece before like they have no idea that your country existed However, this means that they don't know anything good or anything bad about the country, meaning that their perspective is very neutral. And you can tell them one thing about Greece. What would you tell them? Most likely, I would either tell them about summer overall in Greece because I think that it's the highlight of the year because of the sea and the beaches and the the whole lifestyle, summer lifestyle that we have created for ourselves. Otherwise, I would tell them about the food because uh, as I told you, it is a sign of like caring for one another in here. So we have many traditional dishes that any foreign person that visits Greece is supposed to try. Uh, I would suggest this as well. So these are the two. I would either tell them about summer in Greece or about food in Greece. Hey, summer and food. You go to Greece in the summer, eat the food and life is good. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, Ariadne, this has been fan-freaking-tastic. Thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. I don't know how to say anything else. I mean, how do you say thank you for your time or thank you for doing this with me? That. I don't know. Wait, a little slower. Ευχαριστώ. Yeah, ευχαριστώ. Για το χρόνο σου. Για το χρόνο σου. 
No, 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 I can't. But anyways, ευχαριστώ. Thank you for listening to my Global Youth's Perspective podcast. My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.